You're listening to a guided practice from Skillful Means Podcast featuring Annie Moyer. We hope you enjoy. In this guided practice, we're considering aversion, the fourth of five afflictions, or the yoga tradition's identified list of root causes of suffering. Our preceding considerations looked at ego and attachment and how we get caught in afflicted states when we try to define ourselves with permanent lines in constantly shifting ground. The more we associate ease or wellness or self-worth with external conditions, the more elusive it proves to be, since these conditions are bound to change. But the additional risk of seeking out certain conditions for our happiness is the flip side of attachment. This is aversion. Whenever we're running toward or grasping at something, we are simultaneously running away from or avoiding its opposite. Now, just like in the concept of attachment, where the caveat is not to confuse it with love, we have a caveat with aversion which is not to confuse it with safety. Absolutely, we should avoid and are rightly averse to situations and people who are dangerous to our mental or physical health. Abuse is never to be tolerated in the guise of facing our demons or overcoming aversions. The concept we're working with here amounts to the measure of energy we put toward avoidance of discomfort which is really just energy wasted on what could be put toward the evolution of our hearts and minds. If we're swapping a behavior or emotion that we're studiously avoiding with a different behavior or sensation that we feel attached or addicted to, we're really just lodging ourselves deeper into a stuck place. And if we're actually burying or avoiding a situation or relationship that demands resolution or forgiveness or a clean end, we're not really avoiding it at all. It will keep popping up until we trace its roots like a weed and dig it up once and for all. One way of understanding aversion is that it's actually the negative print of attachment. In many ways, we get addicted to our past suffering in that we allow it to drive our future thoughts and behaviors. Feasting in our minds on resentment, anger, jealousy, suspicion, we're just stewing in our own negative juices, putting all our resources into a meal we'll never eat. Aversion can be a self-fulfilling prophecy, especially when we're talking about interpersonal relationships. If we go to the holiday meal all armored up and ready to do battle with the family bully, we'll find ways to get in the ring with them. But if we go with no defenses, only patience, compassion, and curiosity about what sort of suffering might be driving their behavior, the possibilities for peace could suddenly appear. Let's work with aversion in a short contemplative practice. We can begin the meditation by getting comfortable. And while it's entirely appropriate to relax or recline for a short meditation session, 
Today, I'll invite you to sit up. Build some support underneath you with a cushion or some folded blankets and tune into your body rising up from the support below. Feel free to close your eyes or softly drop your gaze, whichever is more comfortable. And now notice your breath. Feel its natural rise and fall. Perhaps with your attention it changes. Maybe it deepens or lengthens. Notice that with interest and curiosity, we can see where the mind and breath take each other without needing to control it. Scan your body for any sensations that might feel challenging. Maybe it's the simple challenge of getting your spine upright and spacious. Maybe you detect some tightness in your neck or shoulders or belly. If you encounter any discomfort that feels injurious, move out of that into a different shape or position. But if you detect a sensation that falls within the realm of slight discomfort or a new feeling in your body, stay with it for a few more breaths. Wait and see how it responds to your kind and patient attention. Be curious about what slight discomfort inside, if anything, is willing to let go. Is there anything willing to soften? Is there anything that's asking for your healing attention, that's asking for your patience, that just needs a little bit of time? See if there are any sensations you might be more capable of sitting with and waiting to subside.
And now, if it feels safe to do so, imagine yourself as a young child, perhaps hurt or afraid, maybe crying. And sit beside yourself in your mind. Be the calm presence this child needs. Wrap your arms around yourself. In your mind, invite this child, this small and vulnerable you, into your own lap, where you can sit and simply breathe together. Imagine that your own breath can synchronize with the child version of you and its breath. Let your adult energy merge with your childlike energy. Be together, breathing. So often our impulse as adult people, when a child gets hurt or cries, is to say, you're okay, you're okay, and we just want it to stop. This is a sort of aversion, where instead the healing might happen when the tears are allowed, when space is provided to sit with the bad feeling, to sit with the hurt, and let it resolve. Keep coming back to your breath. Keep coming back to the quiet patience inside that is wise and capable. Notice if any of the discomfort in your physical body has passed. Notice if any of that tightness has softened, if any of the restricted feelings have released. And if not, simply come back to your breath. Regroup, rearrange your body. Try a different shape. Begin again. Just breathing. We can't expect all the bad to go away at once in one sitting. But in this moment, we can take a little more ease, a little less strain, and with that, a little less grasping and a little more freedom.
Take a few more steady breaths. May you find ways to identify the things you may have been running from, to turn toward them with patience and wisdom and ease, and to find more freedom as a result. Thank you for joining me in this practice. I look forward to more time together soon.